Hey there, welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm just going to keep this intro super quick because my entire family is asleep. I uh, just want to say thanks for anyone who had been continuously listening to the show while I was on a hiatus. The episode before this, I do a little bit longer mini episode kind of explaining what's going on. But uh, this is a great episode with the Vern. He runs the Vern's Video Vortex. He's the host and editor of the Cinema Recall podcast, which I absolutely love. One of the few movie podcasts I love and listen to. Um... I was extremely nervous and had a lot of anxiety prior to recording this episode, and uh, I was so happy that Vern made it so easy and was so fun, and is just the coolest dude, and I wish we lived near each other so we could be best friends. Um, feels good to be back. I'll be recording some new episodes pretty soon. Look out for those in the New Year's, and I'm just so stoked. I was absolutely able to get one of these done before 2018. So the show's back. Um, thank you for all the love and support. It really means the world to me. And I'll get into some more detail in later episodes. So uh, make sure you follow the Vern at Video Vanguard. Check out Vern's VideoVortex.wordpress.com. Follow Cinema Recalls at Cinema underscore Recall. We'll put all this in the show notes. All right. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. And let's get to it. The opposite of a winner Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris Funk, Master Flex, Love, Fun, Star, Ski This is the sound of my voice I was trying to do the whole Homer Simpson When he's trying to do Sorry, bad Simpsons reference No, no, it's there's a good a, one I know exactly what you're talking about There's I, like a treat Treehouse of Terror or something like that. Yeah, you, like as, you said a whole, as you started saying that, I'm like, oh my god, he's making a Simpsons reference. We're gonna, yeah, okay. This is going to go great. Bye-bye <laughs> <laughs> anxiety. Oh my god. There's like a, yes. this random episode. It's not even like the best Simpsons joke, but I remember I was – I don't smoke pot anymore, but I did for a number of years. And my friend, my good buddy James and I were really high, and we were watching the Simpsons episode where he got that uh, microphone that sings <laughs> and he just for some reason he's at moe's bar and he's like i got a big old convoy and i think i almost peed i laughed so hard and it's not that funny but if that's just a simpsons thing it's just like it's so <laughs> small and so subtle and i will all i could think of for the rest of my life is that i don't know why that i just started thinking of that moment oh god we'll be at bars uh when i was younger with my friends and one of us would just go monorail What's that sound? Monorail. What's that sound? (laughs) Motto means one. Rail means rail. You know, I um, just got my brother's FXX account login, so I uh, logged into the Simpsons world, and I watched the monorail one one morning at like 4 or 5 in the morning when my daughter woke up early and was watching it with her. I mean, she didn't know what's going on, but I was happy. You didn't choose episodes on that? Yeah. Every episode is on the FXX app. If you have like Apple TV or any of that good stuff, or on the phone, it's got all the seasons. It's got the Boy. commentary. They also has a button that says "Play Random Episode," and they make playlist. Do you listen to any Simpsons podcast by any chance? I do not. There's a couple that I love. There's the Simpsons Show, which uh, it's like they're doing every episode in order, and I think they're on like season four or five right now. And then there's one I really like called "Everything's Coming Up Podcast." And they like, or no, everything's coming, everything's coming up Simpsons. They changed her name on Earwolf, and like they just pick a random episode and have people <coughs> come and talk about an episode. 
But I, I like the host a lot, and they have, like, a lot of people from The Simpsons have come on it. So that's pretty cool. I, would, I go I through, like, phases of, like, Simpsons nerdery. Like, I can go without it for a while, and then just, it, I always fall back to it. So, like, what's the best season for you? Like, what's your prime season of The know. Simpsons? I'm, like, in, I mean, if we're talking, like, Shakespearean, it's, like, two, two to, like, nine might be, like, perfect. But I generally enjoy one to 13, but I will also watch stuff after that. Okay. You know, like, I the... think there's certain episodes, anything written by John Schwartzwelder is usually, like, perfect. And, like, I think the, the best ones are probably, like, you could probably really narrow it in. But, I mean, I, I will watch it all the way up to 13 and find it enjoyable. But I think – I've heard they had a renaissance again in, like, the late 20s or 15s or something. There's Somewhere down the line I've heard they had, like, a renaissance where it becomes, like, that good again and then kind of they lose it again. It lose it again there. Uh, see, I don't know. Probably – I don't watch much of The Simpsons now, at least their newer stuff. I don't, but I will. You know what I mean? If I'm like, I'll put it on the pl- the app, I'll hit play a random episode. I'll watch it, I'll enjoy it, but it's not like the older ones. I think the one where like Conan O'Brien was one of the writers to me is like one of the best seasons. I oh, think yeah. up to like, yeah. to, to me, The Simpsons, I think their best stuff was probably on their 20th season. Everything up to their 20th season, their big anniversary. I think... The movie is probably the last thing I saw of The Simpsons. I love that movie. That too. long ago, I, I do too. It is great, and I just have not been able to watch any new episode. I mean, I'll see clips of it here and there, but I've never actually got a chance to watch the whole thing. Well, it's so hard because it's like I could watch a new one, or I could watch my favorite episode I've watched a million times. And yeah. that's kind of what I always, always, always end up doing. I always watch the same ones over and over and over. And some of them you forget that your favorite until it happens or little moments happen here or there. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, the, the structure of their episodes is, like, something it happens, something starts here and then they end up somewhere completely different from the beginning. So you kind of forget certain little pieces. But in the fact that they never end, it's one of those shows that they could go off the air and they're still going to have tons of episodes. Yeah, I just... It, it's insane. It's insane. It's been on for what? 26 years? 26 years. Yeah. Shit. Uh, another crazy thing, too, I think, like, South Park has been around, you know, for a long time, too. Yeah. And I their show just school? gets better and better. Yes, I actually, I do agree with that. I think South Park... It's tough because it's such a hard – I think there's Simpsons episodes that are just so great that it will out-trump any uh, of their bad episodes. But South Park's consistency from seasons 1 to 21 is far greater. No, all right. I'll put it this way. I think The Simpsons is greater, but The South Park is better as a whole. As, as a whole. Okay. Only okay, because there's, there's more episodes of The Simpsons I don't like or know than there are that I love. Gotcha. But I mean, there's no, right. there's no South Park without The Simpsons. That's true. Simpsons did it. Yeah, I mean, and they even say that. And like, um, uh, do you watch like Bob's Burgers? I I do. I watch that Rick and Morty. Uh, but I'm not the guy that watches them sequentially. I've started doing that a little bit more with Rick and Morty. Uh, I have not watched the third season yet of Rick and Morty. 
because I'm waiting for it to come to like Hulu. Well, you're a movie guy, has, which is ironic, right? We're talking about television with the movie guy. I know, right? Yeah, I, I do, do like watching some shows. I just started, uh, was that Stranger Things season two? Do you like it? I, I first episode's good so far. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm like. I'm not critical, but I, I just loved it. I had so much fun with it. I think season two is better than season one. Uh, I love every fucking Spielberg and reference to it. It's just, it's so much fun. It's so good. It's good story and it's core and it's so fucking awesome. Well, the first season, you marathon that shit. Like, yeah. like, that's what I did. Like, when I first popped it on, first episode got done, I'm like, that's it. I, I gotta keep going with this. And if you tell me that second season, is even better than the first one. I'll be probably better than that shit today. Oh shit, that's right. I gotta, I gotta help someone move today. Ah, uh-uh. nope, damn it. Cancel on that. Watch the TV. I should, I should cancel that right away. No, I'm. Uh, it's not that much of a move. I'm just helping someone move a TV. Uh, I'm actually hanging out with uh, an ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend and helping them move. Sounds like a sitcom. It does. I know, right? It does kind yeah, of sound like a sitcom. A sitcom. But isn't that like funny of how like relationships get portrayed or exes in like film and television? But like in reality, it's like you know two people can be adults after a relationship ends, and it's not a big deal or weird at all for most pe- for most mature adults. Like it does not yeah. matter. The odd thing is that uh, she was a backup dancer and singer in the band that I'm in. I, I play in a cover band. Um, You're a drummer, correct? Right? I'm a drummer, yes. And that's what I kind of do on the side projects with there. We do like covers of Prince and <gasps> David Bowie and Devo and a bunch of like glam rock and a little funk and some punk rock. Um, now, can you and, do Prince because you're in Minneapolis? Like, is that going to be a Well, of course. Reaction? Yeah, we do Prince there. Uh, we also do. Uh, do, you know, do you know the song Blue Master of Brainerd? No. Ah, uh, gosh, I forget who does that song, but it was also done by a local artist, and I'm going to blank on the fucking name right now, but that's all right. Anyways, uh, so she was one of the backup dancers in our band, and we dated for probably like a year or so, and she decided to break it off, and then three months later, she started dating our guitar player, and... They've been together for, gosh, going on like two years now. So, but yeah, we'll still, and she's still in the band. We're all in the band together. It's, like a, it's almost like a Fleetwood Mac type of thing. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, <laughs> have you guys are going to record rumors with uh, different people in uh, different <laughs> studios or, or no doubt when they were like a thing? <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> so, so, funny. so yeah, so you're in Minneapolis, be... correct? I am, yep, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I've, I've never been. But everyone I know, because I've had like a lot of friends who are musicians or, or people who travel a ton, has always goes to Minneapolis and comes back and reports nothing but amazing things about it. They're always like, you get to Minneapolis, and like, I really like it here. <laughs> like, it's like, like, I live in Providence, Rhode Island, which is kind of like, it's like probably a similar idea. Like, you might not get on a plane to come here, but if you came here, you'd be like, well, I'm surprised how much there is to do and how much I like it. That's true. Yes. Uh, I, I can't really tell you. What, I'm not a good like see a tour guy. I can show you all of the really nice theaters that are here because we have like some really cool classic theaters 
where you can watch movies for about two bucks. And there's a big like comedy scene there too. I know. Of. Apparently so. I don't really watch a lot of standard comedy. I like it live. I don't like to watch it on TV. Like it does not translate for me. I have to be like in the moment, or else it doesn't work for me. You you want to see them get nervous on stage, all right? Yeah, but Is I don't that like clubs. Do? I like we have a really nice theater, like a small theater. Like I just saw Maria Bamford, and it was like maybe like I don't know, maybe like less than a thousand people, and it was fucking great. Okay, so I I just does a theater hold more people than like a club? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think comedy clubs are usually pretty small, but it's more about booze. Okay. And, and like the theater show is kind of like people actually know who you are. Like a comedy club, like I don't know where, like is more like there's alcohol that happens. The comedy is a way to get people in, and people just go there. To, it's a bar essentially with a with comedy, and people show up, and whoever's there is there. And then the theater show, it's usually the fans. Like you have to have people are generally coming because you like that specific comic. Instead of just like going there for the night, like I wouldn't buy a ticket to see a a random comic oh. in a, th- a theater, but I would go to a club, and whoever's there is there, and hopefully you like them. I gotcha. Okay, so you're going to theater to see the actual performer. Club, you're just there just to hang out with the atmosphere and yeah, like or I mean, some people go because they like the person, but yeah, it could just it's it's a mixed bag of some people. It's just like a place to go, which is nothing wrong with kind of like a coffee it's house. Good. Yeah. Is it the same thing as your coffee house and the guy or girl with the guitar? That's a bar, essentially. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like how there's people who like movies and movie people who like films. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. Yeah. See I I don't think I've ever wanted to see a comedy performance because usually they cost too much to get in. And I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Oh yeah, I feel why am I uh, and like the way comedy clubs, I don't know where com- I know there's like a couple of improv things I can watch, and just I don't know. I'm sure they're great. That's just not how I really want to spend my Friday nights, and it makes me sound like kind of an egotistical, egotistical asshole. But I, I, and I'm sure they're great performers there too. But I don't want to pay money to watch you make up things unless. You can do it like really good like that. If they did like a whose line is it anyway? Yeah, it's fun. Well, yeah, with those actors involved there. I, I think comedy, like a lot of things, there's like maybe only a small percentage of it is actually good, and the rest of it's garbage. <laughs> but the good stuff is like yeah. the best. Like right, the, I know. But there, there's a lot. Of, there's just, there's probably more bad comedians than good comedians. Obviously, I I don't know how I can really tell that though it's uh I don't, do, do you have like uh serious radio in your car or like a serious serious no or... i just listen to tons of podcasts you do okay uh i do kind of would get the serious app and have the comedy channel so i can hear different comedians do you listen to any of like comedy podcasts I, I, no Maybe you can recommend some to me, and I'll, I'll check them out. I'm I'm more of just like a sucker for like the interview ones. Like WTF with Mark Marin seems to be like the most popular. Um, I don't like ones that are like trying to be funny. I just like interviews with comedians. It's kind of more my style. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. There's one I like now, but it's like a politics. One. It's kind of like a, it's the guy from Cracked. Um, 
it's called the Daily Zeitgeist, and it's kind of like news and pop culture, and then they have a comedian to kind of make it a little funnier. I listen to that one a lot. Um, Nerdist is pretty popular. Like a Daily Show funny? podcast. You podcast all day, then you're like, what are you listening? Oh. Isn't there like a Daily Show podcast? Sorry, isn't there like a Daily Show podcast? Oh yeah, there was one. I haven't listened to that in a long time. It was like the Daily Show without John Stewart, I think it's called. Yeah, but I don't know if since John Stewart stopped, is it still going on? I kind of like that's a podcast where it could be maybe some of the writers on the staff or something. Yeah, when I when I used to listen to, it, I kind of stopped for some reason. I don't remember why. It was always like writers and producers and people who worked on the Daily Show. It was it was pretty cool. It was like a little inside look of the show itself. Or. No, yeah, definitely. I something I'm definitely more curious to check out. That yeah, most of the podcasts I listen to is mostly movie stuff, and the only other podcasts I listen to that are not so much movie related is your show and the Unreadable Rants. Oh, thank you. Oh, I love them. Yeah, it's funny because I only listen to a fair a few movie podcasts, and one of them is yours. Um. The Cinema Recall, by the way, is, like, amazing. Oh, thank you, buddy. I love that. I was listening to your one with um, the holiday movie one. With, uh... Oh! What's her name? Amanda, maybe, was her name? Yes, with Amanda from Amanda's Picture Show Rodal. Yes, okay, my, my memory's not been great. And, um, yeah, I was, like, I kind of on board. I, I, I'm, it's funny, because there's, like, I like your podcast a lot. I like War Machine vs. War Horse sometimes. Sometimes I like following films. I listen to that once in a while. And then um, if you're listening to Blank Check, that's like my favorite one because it's really funny. I'm a sucker for the comedy. Blank Check? Yeah, with uh, Griffin and David. It's so fucking funny. But they actually know everything about yeah. film, oh. but they're so funny. It's a recent obsession. Okay, I will have the check. That song's friend is, uh, I think I... Talked about it in the last show. How is this movie podcast? You listen to that? No. No. I, I'm bad. It's hosted by Dana Buckler, and it's just one guy, and he gives you uh, the history of how a movie is made. Everything from pre-production um, to casting to shooting the movie. I listened to his Alien Trilogy episode. And the cool thing is, on that episode, James Cameron was brought in to the studios because they were going to be making a sequel to Spartacus in space. Yeah, Spartacus in space. Why? And Why? Why? I, 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 something about uh, Brady Wine had the rights to that feature and James Cameron's like, I don't really want to do that. And they're like, well, we do also have the sequel to Alien. Are you interested in that? And James Cameron's like, yes, Alien's one of my favorite movies. And uh, Dana Buckler goes into how movies at the time of the 80s sequels were just kind of like a desperate attempt to make more money. People were not making sequels. Things were not being franchised out back then when you were making a sequel you were just trying to like grab for straws so i find it funny that james cameron goes into a meeting 
to do a Spartacus in space type of feature, and Aliens is like kind of at the bottom of the barrel. And now he's doing a, a space franchise named Avatar for some reason. <laughs> the, the, the movie that nobody wants more of. Well, I, 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 I'll, I'll wait until I see Chillis for it though. But he's not really convincing me. I mean, was it Avatar came out in what two thousand five? I think it was two thousand ten, maybe. It was like no, two thousand nine. Yeah, it was enjoyable, but it wasn't like I can't wait to see the next one. Yeah, uh, I, I, I uh, it, it, it started the 3D trend. That was good. I had some good 3D moments right there, but I forgot. Uh, I, I forgot who I saw. This is funny thing. I forgot who tweeted. It was on Twitter, but someone's like, "Can you name one line from Avatar? Like the highest grossing movie of all time? Can you just name one line from that movie?" And I was like, "No, I saw it. And I don't think I could tell you anything memorable from that movie." Hi, um. We are the Navi. Yeah. What Maybe was, that's it. But I'm like, well, or, or was that Dances with the Wolves? I can't remember. <laughs> didn't, didn't South Park uh, do like uh, Dancing with the Smurfs type of thing? Or... <laughs> Sounds like they would. Uh, so where does your uh, obsession of film come from? Film or movie? Are you a movie or film guy? I don't want to get my terminology wrong. Well, I, I Movies, films. I'm not one of those cats that calls everything like, oh, the artistically, the, all the artistry of film and whoa, oh, I got to look at every single shot of a feature. Um, no, my love of film happens to do a lot with my folks. My mom was a uh, English teacher. She directed a bunch of like musicals and plays at our high schools. Uh, my dad has always been a big record music lover. So I got the love of, like, movies and drama from my mom and my love of, like, rock music from my dad. And we watched a bunch of movies. And my parents were – they never censored anything really too much when it came to me watching movies. Um, But they're kind of weird about what I was allowed to watch and what I wasn't allowed to watch, like, I remember being sick with the chicken pox, and my mom rented me The Shining. Nice. Because she's a big Stephen King fan, and she liked the movie, and she thought me being cooped up in bed, sick, The Shining would be a good movie to watch to make me feel better. Your parents sound so fucking cool. But... They would not let me watch Weird Science. Because of the boobs? There's no, there's no nudity in Weird Science. Oh, you're right. I think I wanted there to be. I did too with Color Broccoli. You see the image of those computer boobs out there, and that's really it. That's the only nudity you get in the movie here. So I think my mom maybe my mom was trying to be watching it, but my dad wasn't, and they got into an argument. So uh, that's... The, only thing I can remember back from my childhood thinking that was kind of odd. And I was older than I was when I watched The Shining. Isn't that fun? And I don't even – and Weird Science is like a movie you could not see and survive your life just fine without seeing. I mean, That's it's true. good, but it's not like, you know. Oh, I, I wouldn't say it's a classic movie or anything like that, but I thought it looked funny. Hey, to like a, a 10-year-old, it looked pretty fucking funny. 
Uh, did you remember the Weird Science TV show? I do with Vanessa Angel. That was her name. Yeah, it was. I don't remember the actress who played it. I I used to watch that for some reason. I liked that show. I I remembered liking it. I don't know if it, I'd have to watch it again, but yeah, it's been a long time. I, but for some reason, I, my memory of that TV show, I remember the TV show more than the movie. I don't think the um, I don't think it holds up as well. I mean, the TV show came out in the, like the uh, late nineties, and it was on the USA Network. When they were trying to do more original programming, because yeah. I remember USA for just doing all, all the old Hanna Barbera cartoons, mm. and the USA Up All Night. Oh yeah, I remember those. With Rhonda Shearer and everything like that, and they had Gilbert Gottfried as host, and that's where you got to see a bunch of like movies. Because if you did not have a VHS player. You could watch movies like that. And that's how I got a chance to see a lot of, like, pretty, like, R-rated movies that I wasn't allowed to watch. Um, but even though you may not be allowed to watch certain things, you just still get your hands on movies. And I, I never knew for sure if my parents were against the stuff I was watching or not because they weren't home a lot of times and so when i had friends over we would just go through dad's collections and just find movies we wanted to watch um and my dad always back in the day he would record movies back to back on the same vhs tape and a lot of times the movie genres went mix well like I remember one time he had a copy of The Explorers. Do you remember The Explorers? No. Well, The Explorers had, like, River Phoenix and, um, oh, gosh, forgot the other guy's name. It's, it's about – Will Wheaton is in there, too, and it's about these kids who are – want to be space explorers, and they turn – I guess it's been ages since I saw the movie, but they're able to turn their treehouse into some sort of spaceship. And it's this really kind of like whimsical kids film and they go to space and they meet some aliens. And it's a movie that I've seen tons of time when I was a kid and I don't remember any part of it now, but anyways, one night the movie just done with, and I usually after the movie's done, I don't watch credits. I just hit stop, and I think for some reason I was like, "How do you use the bathroom or something or whatever?" And I come back, the movie ends, and guess what movie follows in its place? Gremlins. No, a Clockwork Orange. Okay, that's Stanley Kubrick. Not- which is where I think I first saw that movie probably when I was like eight or nine. And just that beginning core and the shot of the orange screen, it's got that weird electronic music. And then you just cut to uh, Alex's eye and then it pans out. 
as many times as I have seen Explorers, nothing will as nothing's been engraved into my mind more than my first my first experience watching a Clockwork Orange at that age. I've never seen either of those movies. I'm sorry. No, that's right. That that's that's right. Uh, if you know anything about the I guess reputation a Clockwork Orange has. Yeah, seeing that at that young age really kind of warped my fragile little mind. Um, and years later, I think I told my folks that you know, I watched it. They're like, oh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a great movie. You know, we, we went to the theaters to see that movie. And, uh, and I've seen, like, a lot of like, other R-rated films with my folks. Uh, some of them, they were fine with me watching. Some of them... Not so much. Some of them they're following me watching by myself, even when I was at a young age. And some of them they weren't. Like, for some reason, I could watch the movie uh, Kids, which is a controversial look about uh, New York kids. And one of them That's like a has. Up movie, right? Yeah, Kids is a pretty fun time movie. Uh, Harmony Corinne wrote it, uh, Larry Clark directed it, and it's about this guy telling you. Who has AIDS and he likes he likes to deflower virgins and one of the last girls that he uh, has sex with she finds out that she has AIDS and she's she she spends the whole movie trying to find out where he is while he is trying to look for his next conquest and it's completely fucked up and I remember watching that movie when I was probably like 16, 16, 15 years old right there and. But I was able to watch that movie by myself, but there was a movie called Bad Lieutenant that I wanted to watch, an early movie, and I wasn't allowed to watch that. And if you don't know Bad Lieutenant, it's Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel plays this cop who, like, gambles, and he has sex with prostitutes, and he's just, he lies and cheats, and he gets involved with this case of a nun who was raped, and, yeah, it's, it's very hardcore, too, and I was always curious about why I got in trouble for watching one movie, but not another, I don't know, yeah, so, yeah, it's, my, my movie history with, uh, growing up with my folks and hanging out with my friends is always a different thing there, uh, but I am curious here, uh, did you have any table like, favorite shows or movies growing up? Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, in my household, Naked Gun was like Star Wars to most people. Okay, that, that Star Wars, okay, yes. But uh, have you ever seen the Naked Gun movies? Those are like, how, you know how people are about Star Wars? That's how we were about like the Naked Gun movies. Naked Gun, Naked Gun, 33 and a third, and the, what was the other one, The Final Insult? Yeah, uh, 33 and a third, The Final Insult. The second one was Two and a Half, The Smell of Fear. Yes, yes, a lot of Naked Gun we watched. What movies? A lot of Disney movies I remember watching, but sometimes I watch some bad ones, like Blank Check or like these dumb ones. But like Toys, obviously Toy Story was one. You know what movie I actually still think holds up, which I was much younger. Um, the Flintstones live action movie with John Goodman and uh, yes, Rick Moranis, Rick Moranis, and uh, Rosie O'Donnell and the woman from Weeds. I forget her name. Elizabeth I like, McGovern. Yeah, the movie's awesome. I watched it again recently and really held up. 
I think so too. I I think it's probably I think in the nineties there was a bunch of like really good uh, TV shows to movies. Uh, I not, think that not the other um, way around because do you remember there was also like the Clueless TV? There was also a lot of movies that became TV shows or animated shows. Like Clueless had a TV show and it was terrible. Oh gosh! It had none of the same actors except uh, the principal. That's right. Okay. But did you know, too, that uh, Naked Gun is based off a TV show? Yeah, Police Squad. Yeah. But at that did time, was, no, we could never find it. It didn't exist back then. Like, it wasn't reruns and DVDs weren't a thing. Um, I don't think I ever got around to it. And then OJ uh, murdered someone and they were done. <laughs> well, that was the movies. Where, well, I don't think OJ was part of the TV show. No, he was in the Naked Gun movie. I think they stopped Naked Gun because of OJ's murder. And then they made like some weird ones after Spy Hard. I remember seeing that. Oh, I like I kind of I like Spy Hard, but mainly because of the theme song. It's, is that the weird no the Weird Al theme song? Weird Al, yeah, yeah. I was a huge Weird Al fan, big time Weird Al. Still, I still like him, but like when I was a little, little younger, um, I'm not sure the age difference, but like yeah, it's it's funny because like. I think when I was younger, I'm sure you had this too. It's like I didn't get to watch stuff I liked. It's just what we had. So like if we had gotcha. The Lion King on VHS, which I did like, we watched it a hundred times. Or The Flight of the Navigator was a movie I used to be obsessed with. Oh, nice. Yeah, there's a movie oh. called like The Boy Who Could Fly, which wasn't very good, but like we owned it for some reason. I remember that movie, The Boy Who Could Fly. Yes, all I can tell you about now is like they piss in a surplus circle and shoot the bully with it. Holy shit. <laughs> you know, and then like oh. all the classic 90 movies like Sandlot and all that stuff. But I'm a big animation fan, a big animated – I like a lot of animated uh, movies. That's like cool. when Pixar hit the scene, I was all about it. Oh. I think another reason why I got into movies so much is my dad worked for a uh, video distribution line. No way. And he, he, he worked with their companies uh, as like Funimation – Oh, cool. Who does like Dragon Ball Z videos and like uh, Gold Hill, which does a bunch of like self improvement videos and they do a bunch of like Tai Chi and like uh, Tai Bo Botson. Remember Tai Bo, Billy Blaine's? <laughs> no, all oh, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Good. And he, he also worked with uh, Vivid. The porn company? Yes. But. They did a lot of like software titles to sell in Musicland and Sam Goody mm. and other places. Mm. I mean, that's so he, a he multi-billion-dollar industry. Yeah, so he he sold those videos to certain places too and got them into bigger markets. Because in the Twin Cities, we had a store called Musicland, and Musicland got big. And then they had uh, Sam Goody and Suncoast Pictures. Yeah, we had Sam uh, Goody. Sam Goody did like a combination of both, and Suncoast sold just movies. Oh, yeah, and Suncoast. So... We had one of those. Yeah. Oh, you still have a Suncoast? We had a Suncoast in our mall for like two years. Yep. They closed. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, my, my dad's the one that actually got certain lines into those stores. And I worked with my dad – for like a while. So since he works for all these different companies once in a while, he'll get free promotional 
videos and yeah. DVDs for us to watch and keep. So I was able to build my collection of movies I've seen here and there. And some of them I remember very well. Some of them I don't. But each night we probably pop on a different movie. Uh, when we were being raised, uh, my mom worked at a video store for like a couple of years. So we always got like free rentals. I myself worked at a video store. Um, so yeah, I, and that's how I got into big movies that way. Uh, yeah. It's funny. My uncle owned a couple of video stores in Massachusetts and he, um, is more of the entrepreneur type than a film fan. I don't think he, honestly, I don't think he knew anything about movies. He had zero clue, but he owned a film store. So he would always give us all these promotional items but I don't think he ever knew if a movie was good or not because every video I had growing up, it's like, if you have this copy, please report it immediately, blah, blah, blah. But he would give us, like, presents, or he would give us stuff from, like, I had T-shirts from stuff that I don't think I ever even saw the movie, like Ronin or Swimming Pool or Swim Fan. And then he gave me an alarm clock from Carrot Top's head of the class. But then he would also, like... Oh, my God! Yeah, but then he would also throw in, like, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because in his head, he had no idea the difference between a Carrot Top movie and The Nightmare Before Christmas. Because he's never watched... I'm pretty sure he never watched a movie. I think he hated movies because of owning that store. He, like, knew nothing. His basement was just full of VHS tapes that we would, like, rifle through. And sometimes you get a gem, and sometimes it was a movie that no one's ever heard of, or straight to DVD, straight to VHS, Olsen twin bullshit. (laughs) I I, kind of... What's that? I kind of wish that I was still able to, because once my uh, folks retired, they took mostly all the movies with them, and a lot of them they gave to, like, hospitals, oh, that's nice. which is which is very nice, you know, that they do that, but I kind of wish I got first pages on those, because uh, there's probably going to be a few titles in there that are not released on DVDs. Yeah, some don't. You know what movie I loved growing up, which I think is kind of having a weird resurgence right now? Uh, a Goofy movie? That, that is... Oh, I, I did see that on DVD. I think um, Let's Rewatch is like a good movie podcast. They did an episode about it and defended the fuck out of it. Oh, do you ever listen to Nostalgic? I really like that one too, because I like, I like Peter a lot, and I like he uh, when they do older movies that I've seen. That one's fun. I have listened to Nostalgic. Yes, uh, uh, Peter was a guest on one of my episodes of Cinema Recall. Oh, awesome! I I love that dude. He's a wonderful human being. Uh, um, yeah, he's. I, I guess I'm more in that, that wheelhouse of like the older movies. Uh, let's talk about new. Like, what are what are the newer movies we should? Well, you know what? I saw Star Wars. So it's kind of rare. I saw a movie recently. <laughs> I've Don't seen... spoil oh, that. Well, it's very good. And then you I said saw... too much. Yeah, I saw Star Wars. You said too much. You said it's very good. That that just ruins the experience now. It's over. (laughs) Um, And I saw Thor, and then I've seen The Big Sick. So I'm doing pretty good. I've seen three new – and I saw Baby Driver. Those are like the last four movies. I I don't watch anything at home. I'm really bad at that stuff. But uh, I did watch The Big Sick at home, and I love that movie. Did you see that? I had not seen The Big Sick. I have seen Thor, Right in the Rock. Loved it. Which rot. To, it, was it not just like Lethal Weapon in space? I don't care if it was, all right? It still was just an awesome no, I mean that like, as a high throwback fantasy 80s movie. It was like watching He-Man and the Masters of the Universe for the first time. It's just got that well, cheesy 
but still awesome. Aesthetic about it, I thought it was hilarious. Well, that's what I mean, like, because back in, like, 80s, there was, like, this time, like, Beverly Hills Cop or whatever, like, they would spend a fuck ton of money on a big-budget action comedy movie. And that's exactly what Thor Ragnarok was. It was, an, like, a real throwback to an 80s action comedy. It was a buddy cop essentially exactly. and it was just like but it's set in space and it's silly i thought it was fucking perfect i uh i love that director was it tili wakiki or whatever taiki wakiti yeah. yeah i need to see what i we have do in not the seen what we do in the shadows i saw the preview and i almost cried it looked so good okay or the hunt for the water people oh, i should see that i you know you know what's weird for like what I'm, it's really weird because I like really big action movies, or then, or I also love like real lo-fi, uh, like mumblecore movies. Like obsessively love like Joe Schwabacher and all that stuff, and like the Duplass Brothers, where like nothing fucking happens. Okay. Yeah, no, it's kind I, of I, a mix. What's that one movie they did uh, about the clones? They beat their doubles. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, it starts a girl from. Um, uh, the Handmaid's Tale, Elizabeth Moss. Oh, I don't know. Oh. I should see that. But okay. it's like a movie that I think the Duplass brothers wrote. Oh. Uh, like you were meant to be the one. I, I'm I'm gonna fail this right now. I'm gonna try and look it up there. But I'll go back to the second there. So you like those two type of movies. My two favorite types of movies genres, and this is gonna make me sound even more odder than I probably am already sounding. But I like. Sweet, heartwarming, uplifting films. Oh my god, uh, me like too. La La Land. I didn't get to see it, but I would like to. That just really just warms my heart. And then I like really disturbing, fucked up movies like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, that's a movie you watch once and never again. <laughs> that is a movie I've seen multiple times. Uh... And it gets funnier. Every time I see it. What's that another good, like, heartwarming movie that makes you feel good? Like, anything on the Hallmark Channel right now? No, 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 no. That's just a little bit too sappy heartwarming right there. Uh, the recent movie I watched, The Shape of Water, I, very I, heartwarming. I do want to see that. Um, I love Elf a lot. Elf? Time? Yeah. Elf is a great movie to watch. That, that yes. one gets me in the... I'm trying to think. I'm, I'm so bad at remembering. You know, I tend to watch, like, the same... I like I watched Airheads again recently because I used to always be on Comedy Central. I feel like I just like well, watch comedy mostly. What Airheads? Air, Air, Airheads is great. Oh, it's a great movie. I like. I, 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 I had no idea that that movie was a heartwarming movie. Maybe I have to. No, no. I'm just thinking. It's like, what do I watch? I'm like, I think I just watch comedy. But I do like heart. You know what I love? I love a good rom com. Not like the bad rom coms, but like when it's done right, I think it's one of the best genres. Like um, Elizabeth Town. I fucking love that movie. I don't think I ever saw that one. I don't know if I'm supposed to tell anyone I saw it, but I did. That's right. I'll 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 keep this quiet. All right. We don't have to watch that. We don't have to talk about that. I loved I Heart Huckabees. Um, but like, what do you? What's out now that people should see? Like, uh, oh maybe, gosh, maybe, um, not, maybe not the Star Wars or the Thors, but like, what's the indie world buzzing about? The indie world out there. Well, there is actually. Uh, I well a couple months ago. I was at a film festival, and I saw some really good features. Uh, but one movie, which is coming to PBS, I think it's Monday, um, as of this recording, it's a movie called Supergirl. 
Now, when now I was the TV show, now the TV show, and when I was picking through movies to see, I really thought they were going to do a re-release of the 1984 Helen Sharer and Faye Dunaway movie that got lambasted by critics. I thought they were going to be doing a showing of that. So I'm like, all right, Supergirl. I haven't seen this movie in a while. I just remember having a big crush on Supergirl. I will go watch this. And it wasn't about the superhero at all. It is, it is about a uh, nine-year-old weightlifter, uh, a Jewish woman weightlifter. Not that her religion has anything to do with her or not there, but uh, yeah, she's nine-year-old. Her name is uh, uh, Naomi Cutlin, nine-year-old girl who can lift three times her own body weight. And she's a competitive body lifter or weightlifter. I feel like I've heard about this. And it's absolutely inspiring. I mean, she is like a real-life superhero because what she does, no one can actually do. It is absolutely just awe-inspiring, and it goes into her, her training and her competition and at the same time, too, she's this young girl. She's uh, training. She's also becoming a woman. She has her bar mitzvah and everything. Uh, I found to be just absolutely just out there, uh, mind-blowing. Um, the the other one, was that? Who's the director of Supergirl? Oh, gosh. I, uh, I don't remember. Uh... I know it's like two of them actually, I think, but I'm going to be bad at this. Yeah. Somebody. I don't know, but I, I definitely... If you do get a chance to watch it, I it's on PBS. Oh, okay. Uh, here, I can, actually, I can find it right now. Hold on here. Yeah, it's uh, Jesse Arut. Jesse Arut, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really, really impressed by that. Um... I was maybe the only person out there that really enjoyed Mother, the new Darren Aronofsky flick. No, I heard that. Um, I haven't seen it, but it was just a lot of the problem with it is it was marketed poorly. Yes, it was marketed as being a horror feature, and it's not that at all. And I think if they would have marketed it as even a twisted comedy that might have been better because only thing you need to know about the movie before going in is that um, uh, Jennifer Lawrence and Harvey by them, they are renovating a house after a fire. A uh, bunch of people show up and they won't leave. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, do you, do you and things find, get um, really weird from there on out. Do you find Jennifer Lawrence overrated? Uh, No. Me neither. All right, that's. I guess we have nothing to talk about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't find her no. I really I, like her. I think she's I, great. Do you? I, I think to she's the, a great um... actress. She seems like a generally like a nice person. She'd be the person that I would like to hang out with here. Yeah, it just seems like kind of those. It reminds me of, like the girls that I hung out with in high school. Yeah, like one of the friends, like some that you yeah. in your so-called friends, but then she happens to be a famous actress and model. Yeah, one of the most beautiful women out there. Yeah, exactly. It's just one person I can actually just kind of like yeah. kick 
Cooper than you well, know. You know this is weird because I mean I know it was wrong that her photos were stolen from her, and you know, but like everyone else out there, we all I'm sure we all saw them against our will or not. But um, it's, it's weird if uh, if you ever like met, no one ever looks the way they do in movies. So like those like nude photos of her that I might have seen, even though I know it's wrong. Um, kind of demystified her. I was like, oh yeah, she's a person. She's just yeah. She looks normal. I, I really think like too. Like, know, and her room is messy, and she's just, she's just a person. She looks like someone that yeah, like, I, yeah, I with, really... You know what I mean? Just like a regular. But it's funny because like I've I've met famous people before, and they never look the same in person. Who who have you met? Uh, I met Viola Davis. Um, God, why do I, I can't remember. I used to, uh, what's her name from Harry Potter? Emma Watson. You met Emma Watson? Uh, yeah, so I worked at a Starbucks in a hotel in Providence and she went to Brown and I don't, I've never like saw Harry Potter and she was bald and I served her some warm milk and talked for a while and someone's like, you know who that is? I'm like, oh no, who? Like, that's Emma Watson. I'm like, ah, who's that? They're like, Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, never seen it. And then figured it out like a year later like oh so a lot of stuff like that like a lot of famous people would come in and i wouldn't know who they were uh edward james almost Ooh. he was cool because he came in the starbucks like four times that same day and i talked to him like four times he was a really cool guy we would just bullshit all day i gave him free coffee uh see that's cool so i i i've never been able to like i mean i've met famous people but i never had a chance to actually talked to one really famous uh i i guess i met uh paul abdul at a sign-in i met the uh old lady from titanic at another sign-in i uh recently met uh leah thompson because well she was at the film festival i was at she was promoting a movie that she made with her daughters i mean speaking called of the uh, year of podcast. spectacular men because she was on uh, Following Films and uh, Unreadable Rant. Yes, right. I yep. listened to both of those. I remember I, um, David, the producer of Unreadable Rant, is like a – him and Juliet are like the nicest human beings in the world. But I remember like talking to him about it. I was like, oh, my fucking God. And they couldn't believe it. I'm like, yeah, look at your record. Of course you got Leah Thompson. You deserve it. They're like, yeah. They're like the Potter family mentors that everyone – I feel like they were so wonderful. But, yeah, that I- – was she as awesome as in real life as she came off in those podcasts? No, and she was really super nice too because I came to the film festival and I had a Back to the Future t-shirt. She saw it right away. She's like, hey, great movie, by the way. And I had a copy of Howard the Duck. <gasps> yeah. That I had her sign. And I was so happy she wrote in there, Life, Love, and a Good Duck, Leah Thompson. That's amazing. I was like just so super thrilled. And we got to kind of talk about her feature for a little bit, but I didn't want to bother too much because I'm sure she's got like a bunch of like press junker things to go to and all that other things there. But yeah, there was even like an after party after the movie played. And I so wanted to stay and do that, but I had to go to work the next morning super early. And since my last accident, I don't drive, so I had to hurry up and catch the next bus and head on home. So that was very sad, and I would love to 
stay and talk with her more. Um, I think the only type of celebrities I ever talked to was at the VSDA convention in Las Vegas. Um, They had the the AVN awards going on. And the the vice president of the company I worked for, he won some autographs of some porn stars. So I went to the next room and I remember uh, talking with one porn star and actually a couple porn stars and a cosplayer as Spider-Man. And we're talking about the recent elections with Bob Dole and Bill Clinton for some odd reason. And that's like one of those conversations that just gets stuck in my head. The fact that I'm like, I'm with porn stars and Spider-Man talking about political shit. I I inter- I was on a network with a retired porn star, and I've had her on my show. And porn stars are just normal people. Yeah, yep. They have a nine-to-five job right there. You know, it's like when you're. Uh, I think it was about uh, 21 when I went to Vegas for the first time, and you know, you you kind of like that whole like, oh, I'm, I'm here with porn stars here. This is kind of sexy, and then you start talking about it a while, and they're like, oh. All right. Well, it's you know it's like the arousalness of it. Yeah, there's still attractive and everything like that too. But I know. it's like it's funny. It, arousal just kind of dies down a little bit, not too much. If that makes sense, yeah. <laughs> hey, um. So before I have to go in a, a hot minute, I wanted before we wrap it up, um, I would definitely want to ask you about Cinema Recall and the Vern's Video Vortex. Can you tell us all about those wonderful things? Yeah, well, sure. Well, the Cinema Recall is a new podcast over at thatmomentin.com, and the basic premise of the show is to have me and a guest talk about our favorite moments of a particular movie. So a lot of times there's going to be a poll posted on the show where I give the listeners like five choices, and whichever one is the most popular choice that's the one that I just talked about. I haven't done polls in a while. The most recent one I'm doing right now is about the best Shane Black Christmas movie. Because Shane Black puts Christmas in all of his movies. And so there's like Trace Star. What's that? What has he done? I know that name. Well, Shane Black. Uh, well, the choice that we have with Shane Black is Lethal Weapon, The Long Kiss for Night. Kiss Kiss Bane Bane, The Nice Guys, and Iron Man uh, 3. But he also pens scripts, I believe, for Predator, uh, Last Action Hero, um, The Monster Squad. Um, basically, all the characters of Lethal Weapon, like I said before. Uh, Last Boy Scout. Yeah, I feel like I just listened to heard his name on something. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that's one thing. So, yeah, we just like to have a different guest on there. So uh, I've had um, – well, I mentioned uh, Peter pa- from Postalgic. Yeah, he Peter was on our episode man. talking about um, uh, Day Afternoon. Mm. And had uh, David Riley from the DRP podcast. He talked about uh, – we talked about 2001 Space Odyssey. Uh, Jason Soto from The Lair of the Unwanted. He was on an episode of Requiem for a Dream. Um, uh, Kim 
uh, which I'm, I'm not going to try to butcher the last name, but Kim from uh, Tranquil Dreams and the Game War Podcast. We talked about Kill Bill Volume 1. I'd like to have you on episode, hopefully, uh, in the next couple, next couple months there. Oh, I'd love to. So I would have to see some uh, see a movie, though. <laughs> Just kidding. If you need that's, someone to talk about like comedy movies or something, call me in. Well, definitely, man. We'll definitely do something like that. Yeah, I'd love to do something like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I could about... defend the Starsky and Such uh, remake with Ben Stiller for about three hours. Oh! I, that movie is fucking brilliant, and I don't care what anyone says. It is so fucking funny. I love that movie more than I should. I've watched it like a hundred times. I enjoy that movie. I do. It's so funny. I remember, honestly, in the theaters laughing so hard I choked and when he's like tell him to stop throwing knives when he goes throw more knives <laughs> I actually choked and then had to go back and see the movie again I don't know why I'm such a sucker for all the that, that whole era of comedy like the Judd Apatow Kevin Smith era oh yeah oh, oh. Yeah. love him well that, we may have to do something with Kevin Smith or something uh, or like... it's funny because I listen to more of his podcasts than I have his movies <laughs> like I love that dude like as a human like I mean I love his work but I listen to Fat Man on Batman so much, I feel like I'd like him more as a podcaster than a filmmaker. As he'll be the first to tell you, he's a better podcaster than a filmmaker. You you watch his uh, The Evening with Kevin Smith, right? I love those more than his movies. I kind of do, too. I, I think he's a really great storyteller. He's a rock on to- well, I mean, a, a gun to my head, my all-time favorite movie. Because we don't know, when people say your favorite movie, you always have to think of something that makes you sound good. But in all reality, it's like, what's your comfort movie? And for me, it's always been Clerks 2. Like... It's not the best movie, but I could watch it a hundred times and still love it. I love, I love The Simpsons. You know, same thing. I love that humor. I love heart. I love like, and I love dirty. I love foul language and fucking gross shit and dance numbers. Like Clicks Two has everything and go karts. Which one? Which oh, Clicks Two? Yes, the second yes. one. I think it's the best. It's like my favorite movie. I know it's not the best movie, and I know there's a lot of other better movies out there, but that's the one I can watch a hundred times and just never be disappointed. You see, for me, Kevin Smith, I, I put Dogma as one of my favorites. Oh, I think Dogma's a better movie. I just like Clerks 2 more. I get you there. I, I also like, I don't know, I also like really like Chase and Amy. I Love do. Chase I, and Amy. I, I think for like one's way I guilty pleasure is probably, probably Mallrats 2. I like Mallrats Love. a lot. See, yeah. You probably look at like Clerks 2. The way I look at Mallrats. Like, I, I think Mallrats Rats. is probably the funniest movie he did. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, probably, but I do love Mallrats. Because I'm in my like you know uh, early 40s here, so. Oh yes, I, I we're a little. I'm I'm 33, so isn't that funny? Oh. The older you get, the age gap does kind of dwindles, but we still have some touchstones of cultural references. Well, exactly. You know, you mentioned the Naked Gun and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my dad. Oh my god, we love this. <laughs> I'm sure my dad will tell you that's not even true, but that's how I remember it. <laughs> Sure. I just, I just honestly, I just, I remember being a kid, and that's and um that scene when he goes up to talking about how he's supposed to get married, and she opens the door, he opens the door, and she falls off the cliff, laughing so hard, and like one of my favorite memories of life is that, or like when when they call O.J. Simpson into the crime scene and his afro won't fit through the door. <laughs> <laughs> just oh my god. I, I like the fact when uh, the first one when uh, Nordberg. O.J. Simpson. Come in, Sarge. He, he, well, he tries to, like, uh, he, I guess he stumbles upon, and they're trying to shoot him, and everyone keeps missing bullets. Uh, 
I think I, we'd watch those movies, and my dad, because he's a film guy, loves movies and stuff, um, and pretty a smarty, smarty pants. That's a nice way of saying intellectual. Uh, would be like, well, actually, that's a that opening scene in Naked Gun with the babies going down. He's like, that's actually a reference to a very famous, and then he'd get into all this movie history that they're parodying. So I would always see parodies more than the like. Maybe that's all I remember liking. <laughs> you know oh, what we okay, scared like the Tyler. shit out of me though as a kid? Uh, Return What's to that? Oz. That is a freaky movie. I, that, I won't lie. That I can totally understand why that would freak you out. Yeah, because my parents are notoriously cheap, so we would see like movies that would play at the college. We live next to the town next to Wesleyan University in Middletown, Connecticut, and they would play like movies for the community so we'd see like fantasia and weird art films and stuff and one of them that my dad took me to see was return to oz but i don't think he knew i don't think he knew it was going to be a horror movie that is awesome i mean the, the fact that you have in a college town close to where we live we were kind of like older movies we have several theaters like that in my area and i love it i like the fact um in january i can see uh dr strange love in theaters I can see Barry Lyndon in theaters. I can watch Lawrence of Arabia in theaters. Um, recently, they did play like Wayne's World nice. in theaters, which which was just awesome seeing that on the big screen. Wayne's World, party time. Oh, yeah, I love those movies. Um, and then tell us about your site, man. I should have opened with that. So. Oh, no worries, man. Uh, the Virgin Video Vortex... Uh, it's just a blog site where I write movie reviews and I try to do articles. Um, the Vern's Video Vortex is the first thing that I ever did. And then there was a site called The Lamb, and they have a podcast called The Lambcast. And I was on one of their episodes because I submitted Heathers to be the movie of the month, and I won and so the Lambcast is how all my other podcast shows got started and then ended. Um, shows like As You Watch, which I believe you were on, and then we yeah, did like yeah, the film pass. Yeah, the As You Watch podcast. Those guys are great. I still talk to them every once in a while. Um, I miss that show. Uh, and then I did Film Pasture. I guess I am still doing Film Pasture over the Lamb. But since doing stuff for Cinema Recall, that's really all I have time for because I work a full-time job. And when I'm done with work, if I'm not reviewing movies for the podcast, I'm basically just relaxing, doing stuff on my own. Um, I'm with a new band and we're writing original music. We just got like three songs uh, down, and we're still working on improving those. So yeah, that's kind of like all I'm, all I've been doing here, and all I've got time for. There's just some days. I, I'm sure you did this too, Chris. When you're just done with work, you don't want to do any work on the podcast because it's a lot of work to do. You think that yeah, it's just recording shit, but no, it's where you it's more difficult because you gotta try and find guests for the show too, and. Then they got edited it together, and then there's the whole promotion of it too because you can't just put stuff out there. You gotta tweet it out to your friends, and hopefully they'll retweet back. And I asked this man, 
what do you find a better platform to promote your show on? Do you think it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram? I have the best luck with Twitter. I'm not the best at Instagram, but there are people who use it really well, and I think Facebook's the worst because they want you to pay money to promote your post, and they, their stupid algorithm doesn't get your shit out there. I think Twitter's yeah. probably the be- the one I'm the best with. And but but I think your podcast is harder because you have to watch a fucking movie first. <laughs> That's so much work. It can be, but a lot of the movies that are on the show are movies that I've seen before. Yeah, like I remember when I was doing um. Now it's called Postalgia, but at the time it was Hydrate Level 4, and he's like, all right, just watch this movie first. I was like, what? You watch every movie before you record first? Like, you're adding two, one to two hours on top of your hour plus editing and all the other stuff you have to do? Like, you film you film Twitter. You guys work hard. I like it, though. I respect it. There have been episodes I've done for Cinema Recall. I think, like, last week we were supposed to have – we recorded Hyro from the True Bromance podcast – to talk about our clue and the guy, you know, paid money to rent the movie. He's never seen it before. And we recorded the episode. <laughs> and then when I go to play the episode back for about 20 minutes, everything's fine. And then for the rest of the episode, my audio is just gone. Oh no! Yeah, so no. all I hear is just his voice. And that is it. <laughs> so I had to trash that episode. Um, recently, I was going to be recording an episode with uh, Zoe from Zobo with a Shotgun site. We were going to be discussing a horror film called In My Skin. And I went and saw The Shape of Water. And there was a late showing of that. And I didn't get home until about midnight. And I still had to watch In My Skin again to get reacquainted with it. So I was up until about two, three in the morning watching this movie and I just slept for four or five hours less than that. I got up ready to go on the podcast and then I get a message from her saying that she's really sick. I'm sorry, but I can't make the show. And so those are like just two episodes um, of Cinema Recall that will have to be rescheduled. And now since it's Christmas time, it's going to be difficult to get those guests back on the show until after the holidays and that's just you know i'm I'm sure you probably have stories like that too uh with let's chat one of the many reasons i almost quit (laughs) at some point uh so where can uh, people find you online yes you can find me on twitter i'm at video vanguard but vanguard is spelled wrong v-a-n-g-a-u-r-d uh you can check out the cinema recall twitter page at cinema underscore recall if you're on facebook just type in cinema recall we're on there as well um the site you can find most of our episodes is on thatmomentin.com we are on most of your uh podcasts listening stations like itunes and stitcher and podomatic um the video vortex website is videovortex.wordpress.com uh, yeah. Y'all work hard, man. Uh, yeah, but I haven't really done much work on the video vortex site. I basically just been using that as a platform to share episodes of Cinema Recall. And I, I just haven't had a chance to, I used to have this column where I would write about movies I've seen, like do small little paragraphs. And I just haven't had much time 
to do that. Uh, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> it's it's people think that I'm busy and I'm really not. Uh, there was a time when I was like running. I think it was three different podcasts. I was doing a podcast called Screen Chats with one of my friends, and then the Film Pasture, and then Cinema Recall. But the Cinema Recall has just kind of taken over everything else that I've done and I've been working on it, trying to build up a guest list and the owner of the site, he's been getting me he's been getting me interviews with uh, really great filmmakers and actors involved, so I'm very kinda of honored about that. Uh future things, I'm actually trying to start do more uh movie screenings in my hometown promoting independent films, short features I want to do more of that, more than just reviewing features of independent films. I want to be able to have them be seen. Dude, that's awesome. Um, but that's good. Yeah, well, that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah, do I know that feeling? I can't thank you enough for being the first uh, returning guest. Um, yeah, this, I was definitely on the fence for a long time, and then I was like, I've always wanted to have you on. I was like, oh my god, this would be the perfect guest because it's someone I know, and it would just be so fun. And it would be a good time. So thank you so much. And um, I will figure out when it's going up. I'll let you know. And um... Dude, thank you. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Pop This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com.